You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Anthony Costanza here with the Orange Black Insider and CincyJungle.com. Hope you're all doing well. Happy Monday to you, and uh, hope you've had a good weekend. Hope your week's off to a good start. And, hey, we've got a busy week ahead, a busy couple weeks ahead here for the Cincinnati Bengals as they are getting close to finalizing their roster. They just completed the, the preseason, and now... They've got the Steelers coming to town. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to do a little bit, bit of a belated post-game show, an abbreviated one, talk a little bit about the game, what we saw throughout the week, and during that game, the aftermath of it. And then we're going to take a quick spin around the AFC North, do a little bit more on the Steelers, because there is some news with them as the Bengals get set, as I mentioned, to host them coming up here. So at, at any rate, you're going to... We're going to have to sort through a lot here. We're going to get through a lot in a short period of time, but happy to be joining you live on uh, some channels. And of course, uh, if you're if you're watching after the fact, listening after the fact, that's cool too. That's cool too. I understand. You got stuff to do. We've all got stuff to do, but uh, hopefully you are listening and enjoying regardless. Again, if you are new around these parts, not only can you get all your news, opinions, analysis, and everything on CincyJungle.com related to the Cincinnati Bengals, but... You can get this show right over here. You can click the icon right down in this corner here, that orange or black insider icon to get to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and of course, click the bell to get all the notifications when we've got new stuff coming up, when we've got new stuff up. And if you like the audio side of things, you can subscribe to the Cincy Jungle podcast channel where you can get this show. You can get Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on, not only with the show, but with Jim's big tailgates that he does before the game. So some big announcements there. And then, of course, you can get the show Coach Speak and Chalk Talk from Matt Minnick, where he does some nice breakdowns on the Bengals as well. So we're trying to give you a lot of different stuff. We hammered you with a lot of stuff last week. We had Bengal Jim show. We had Mike Watts joining you. Matt bringing you a, a great episode. We had Sam Hubbard on our show and we had that interview for you as well as a standalone episode, so we hope that you enjoyed that. All right, well, we're going to get to this here, and a better late than never, as they say, with the coverage of the the Rams and the Bengals. Bengals come up victorious in a pretty ugly one, 16-7. This is the box score courtesy of ESPN.com. 
And you can see here, obviously, no Joe Burrow, no, no real starters playing very much here, aside from really the left guard spot. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. You see Bryce Perkins playing the entire game, really, for the for the Los Angeles Rams, 14 of 19, 143, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, did take two sacks, a 94.8 rating. But when you look at the quarterbacks on the other side, Brandon Allen had one really nice throw on the day. There are a couple of other moments where you go, okay, He's he was 11 of 15, high completion percentage there, 130 yards, 8.3 yards per completion, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, did take two sacks, one of which was a really ugly one, the red zone there at the beginning of the game, did have a 99.3 rating. Jake Browning taking a nice step forward here in this one, looked uh, you know, pretty decisive. And when he wasn't that decisive, he was running around and trying to make plays with his legs on the ground or scrambling and throwing on the run. 19 of 24, 173 yards, a 7.2 yard average, one touchdown, the, the throw to Justin Rigg there and zero interceptions. Of course, that touchdown pass was the deciding factor in the game. You could see that was scored in the fourth quarter there. So Jake Browning, you know, I, my my colleague on this show and at Cincy Jungle, John Sheeran, kind of noted, hey, maybe this isn't so much of – it never was a backup quarterback battle. Maybe it's always been Brandon Allen, and that's just the way it is. I kind of have held that sentiment because it's the devil you know versus maybe the devil you don't in this case. Brandon Allen has quite a bit of familiarity with Zach Taylor. But, I, you know, I, you can there, – there are a couple of different articles here on Cincy Jungle, so we'll kind of skip to and from – uh, that that for you here. Let me share those with you. One is showing that hey, maybe there's a sentiment that Brandon Allen can be a dependable can be a dependable backup. This is from my colleague there, John Acri. Brandon Allen reminds everyone he could be a dependable backup. Here is that. Some people agree with that sentiment. Some people don't. Right. I mean, they, there's some people that are like, hey, the Bengals can do better in that regard. We've seen Brandon Allen pull out wins against the Texans in the regular season, have some nice moments in the pros. But we know with no Joe Burrow, it's not, you know, this this season is not going to go <laughs> the way we hope and want. That is for sure. But again, with a more stacked roster than Allen had in 2020 when he was starting games, perhaps if there is some issue with Joe Burrow. Hopefully there is not. Hopefully it's nothing long-term or anything like that. But if there is, and Brandon Allen does need to games, perhaps he can be a bit more capable and a bit more productive with the likes of Jamar Chase now on the roster, as opposed to not having him then, a better offensive line than, than there was before. All kinds of, you know, better defense, the whole thing. So, there's the sentiment here. Um, you can see here, again, the high completion percentage, 73%. I think, if I remember correctly, J Browning, where he was, he was about 78 79% completion percentage with that 19 of 24. Um, and then you see here, completed passes, 28 of 38 passes, 73.7% completion percentage, 264, and no touchdowns. Um, so, again, and, and you can see Browning's numbers here as well. 352 yards, 65.6 completion percentage and a touchdown as well. So it, it, again, you can kind of read a little bit about Brandon Allen and see some things he had done. I had also written up another post for you here talking about Jake Browning, Jake Browning putting his best foot forward 
with with the Bengals this preseason. Maybe again, still practice squad development. Maybe he even with this the improvement that we think we saw from him, perhaps this is still not enough being shown to say, you know, hey, I, I, maybe the coaches are saying, hey, look, this is great, Jake. You've shown us a lot this preseason. You've shown a lot of growth, but it's still not enough necessarily to take the job away from Brandon Allen. Maybe the Bengals go a completely different direction on the waiver wire, depending on what happens uh, this week here. I don't know, but right now I'm inclined to personally believe that Brandon Allen has this job. Jake Browning made a nice run at it, especially with his night against the Rams there. We will see, but um, you know, debate here. Now, before we get back to, the, the box score. And again, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit here, but before we get back to the box score here, of course, in case you missed it, um, there were a couple of, of highlights with uh, practice and going into this game. And of course the, there are a number of scuffles here between Lael, you know, largely centered around Lael Collins and Leonard Floyd. We talked a little bit about it this week on our listener questions live on Friday, as well as our Wednesday show. But there are some scuffles this week between Lael Collins and Leonard Floyd. And then you had shots of Aaron Donald swinging his helmet at, or a Bengals helmet rather at Bengals players that, you know, one had been ripped off. It looked like it was Cordell Volson that was getting hit based on pictures and things that we saw. So practice was called after all of these scuffles and, and luckily none of that stuff really spilled over, but it was, Kind of a crazy week with everything going on here. When you look at all of this, this is one of the uh, – this is from earlier this week. I'll pin this in the live chats for all you folks as well to go read that in case you need to be caught up on what happened there. But pretty ugly stuff that occurred this week. As we mentioned on the listener questions live, a lot of that probably centered on the fact that the Bengals had large had really been practicing against themselves. So they've the first back at another team, different people, all of that. There is a little bit of history here between Collins and Floyd – um, from Collins's days with the, with the Cowboys there. This, this has been something brewing for a little bit. Of course, Bengals um, maybe having a little extra chippiness based on the fact that they just came off of a Super Bowl loss to this team, the Rams. So there's a lot of different things at play here. The Heat, um, you know, you're finally going up against a, another team rather than kind of scrimmaging yourselves here. And of course, maybe just kind of showing and trying to show a little bit of asserting dominance or whatever you want to say there, right or wrong. So regardless, kind of a crazy week of practice based on that for the joint practices there. And then of course, preceding this game as well. Uh, he was calling it for the Rams in their booth, but the Rams game beforehand uh, did highlight Andrew Whitworth. Uh, it was during a timeout rather, excuse me. And beforehand they did some nice things for him. Uh, he was walking around town, and I think it was Andrew Siciliano and M Mina Kimes who was who were calling the game alongside with him for the Rams preseason broadcast. And Andrew Siciliano kind of said, you know, it was like walking around with the mayor of Cincinnati almost based on how he was treated around the, the city, Andrew Whitworth. They showed some great graphics and career highlights with the Bengals and, of course, went on to have some great years with the Rams, capped by the Super Bowl win this year, and then he retired. So, uh, really, really cool moment here. Um, and you can see here, Paul Daner Jr. 
saying this right here. Bengals put uh, Andrew Whitworth up on the video board. He's here calling the game with the Rams TV. Big ovation from the Cincinnati fans here. So pretty cool moment there. And if you were at the game, uh, I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit about what happened there and whatnot. But uh, there's the article for, for that there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool moment there at Paul Brown Stadium there. But I uh, wanted to get to a couple of those as we get to, you know, as we continue talking about the Rams and whatnot. So those are kind of the things that happen a little bit during the game, ancillary stuff. And then, of course, I mentioned the quarterbacks and a couple of articles on Cincy Jungle talking about each of the backup quarterbacks, how they fared and what we think is going, uh, what what may happen going forward here. So let's get back to the box score and just talk about this game a little bit. Again, a really tough, and it's hard to get overly upset or overly worried about this, but again, tough, tough sledding for the Bengals in the rushing department. Um, 3.3 yards per carry, and that was really, that average is really boosted by Jake Browning's one carry for 12 yards. Just not a lot happening on the ground. Now, you don't have Joe Mixon. You don't have Samaj P. Ryan. You don't have your starting offensive lineman in front of the runners here. And of course, you know, you've got Chris Evans doing stuff as a kick returner. And, you know, he had a couple of awesome plays in the opener that were negated by by Thad Moss penalties. But other than that, he hasn't really shown very much in terms of yards per carry. Just very vanilla. Not a lot happening uh, on the ground for the Bengals going into this game. I want to say their yards per carry was... Um, maybe in the high twos, I want to say. And now, you know, you've got 3.3 here, really bolstered with a long of a 12-yard run by your quarterback. Very, very plodding and, um, you know, pedestrian at best type of performance in the rushing department. And then, of course, you look over on the other side of things, uh, a little bit better, uh, quite a bit better, rather. 31 carries, 117 yards, still sub four yards per carry. And you had a lot of carries from the quarterback Perkins there, eight carries, 33 yards from him, including a touchdown. So they were doing a couple of different things. The running game still, I mean, again, no Kappa, no Karras, no Colin. I mean, none of the starters really were in there aside from the left guard battle that, that's been ensuing. More on that in a minute. And so the Bengals just have had trouble running the ball this preseason. Hopefully that's not a theme that carries on over into the regular season. All right. So you can see here a lot of different Bengals players targeted and played. Um, Not a lot of, uh, you know, big names in terms of on the other side with the Rams, a lot of familiar names, two Bengals fans that were getting touches and catches this week. But, um, you know, Again, it's it's guys competing at the back end of the roster spot for the wide uh, wide receiver position group. Trent Irwin making a big bid. It seems like there's a guy every week, and Kendrick Pryor is one of them who's at the top of the list. There he is, number two, both in receptions and yards on the day. Five catches, 65 yards. But he, Lassiter, Irwin, they've kind of all taken turns this preseason, kind of showing off in, in a number of different respects. Now, Irwin is, a, is an intriguing guy, a guy who – you think brings some some value as a slot option and whatnot, but the Bengals just kind of seem to be stacked there. It seems to be Stanley Morgan and Mike Thomas hanging on to two of those spots behind Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and then you've got maybe one, maybe two that, uh, spots that are up for grabs, and you would think that that would probably go to Trent Taylor, um, or it could go maybe prior sneaks onto the roster in the back end 
uh, spot. Lassiter, again, doing a lot as a receiver and as a punt returner. So I, I, hard to call. I, I just think this, again, it's kind of that double, you know, the Bengals are going to stick with Stanley Morgan. They're going to stick with Mike Thomas, and they're going to see what happens. They may go light there and add Evans in. Um, kind of as a flex position player, maybe they go heavier at another spot because of that. But again, you would you, you're pretty set with five veterans taking up the wide receiver group, and then you've got a scrum for the last one or two spots still kind of being attempted to be sorted out at this point in time. But Irwin had some nice moments this preseason. Prior had a lot of nice moments this preseason. So did Lassiter. Um, and then, of course, you've had Trent Taylor doing some things, even though he was goose eggs across the board here. But um, you had Justin Rigg making his uh, a catch here, one catch, three yards, and the touchdown. Um, so that was kind of nice for the rookie there. I don't know if he's done enough to stick into a very light and very weak and injury-plagued position group there. Uh, same with Thad Moss. Uh, again, he was goose eggs there. He was targeted once. So I don't know that he's done enough to to stick on the final roster either. But, um, you know, you can see there the, the Bengals receivers did combine for 30 catches and 303 yards on the evening there. Um, you know, you, you could see that the Bengals actually recovered um, three fumbles here. You see the, the uh, two loss there. Um, but, you know, Lasseter obviously recovered one. Um, but, you know, you can see here uh, that, you know, on – Defense, Dominique Davis and Delonte Hood each getting one. That was that was good to see. And the Bengals forced three fumbles on that side of the ball. So they're getting they were getting after it on defense. And of course, it was Zach Carter who came in on a great interior move on the inside, came in on a great move and had the strip sack. I think it was um I think it was Davis who came up with that fumble recovery, but at any rate, it was Carter coming in and showing a really nice move there. You'd like to see that um, from the rookie, and he's a guy that they're, they're going to be moving around a, a little bit. He's going to play a little edge. He's going to kick inside and uh, provide them with some flexibility and hopefully some pass rush, rush ability from both spots there. You can see here Keandre Jones, the leading tackler, nine tackles for the Bengals. Clay Johnston, Coming off of a 20-tackle performance the week prior, only had five this week, I say only. Uh, Tyson Anderson, five. And then you see a couple tackles for loss here. Noah Spence, Keandre Jones, and Clay Johnston um, all had one. And so you can see here the Bengals had two sacks, three total tackles for loss. Of course, the, the sacks go into that. And then in passes defended, they had two other passes defended in the game. So um, Shelvin getting a little bit of work. He's been pretty quiet this this preseason. One of the guys to kind of watch to see what happens with him there. Two total tackles by him. I mentioned the, the big play by Zachary Carter. Jalen Davis, not as much of activity this week as compared to last week. Raymond Johnson still in there doing some things. Trey Flowers had a nice pass breakup early in the game. So uh, he's looked, he's looked, you know, as he's kind of started for them, he's looked pretty good. Uh, you know, it gets ba- other teams' backups and whatnot. So you like to see that. Um, and then, of course, the the Rams had two sacks, but they had five total tackles for loss. So they were getting in, getting in the backfield a little bit. Three passes defended by them as well. So the other the other element here is you know what what's up for grabs at this point? Punter, left guard very last one or two spots on the wide receiver depth chart. 
maybe something in the tight end group. And then you've got some fluidity in the secondary, right? Because you've got Cam Taylor Britt in there and he has a core injury. He had surgery on it. So is he going to be an IR return guy to start the year? Is he going to be a guy they just keep active and maybe he's a week to week kind of a little bit what they did, uh, you know, with some other players last year, but um, you know, it's the the good news is there's not a lot of starting spots up for grabs. It's more back end roster filling and and finding some depth. But the big thing now is you know kind of punter who's going to win that right now. A lot of folks believe Drew Chrisman uh, is because he's got a little bit of the the leg up, pardon the pun, uh, on the punt competition, and maybe he is going to unseat Kevin Huber. Will Darren Simmons? value the consistency that he's had with Huber Harris and now McPherson, or is he going to mix that up a little bit? Same thing at punt returner there, you know, is there, is there a little bit of a shock there right now? So, uh, you know, there are some things that are in motion and we'll have to see how it all plays out there. But um, you know, we, we think we know some things and then every once in a while the team will throw us, you know, the occasional surprise here, but Right now, um, you know, if you're kind of asking me, as much as I love Kevin Huber, I think Drew Chrisman may have the inside track on that job. I think Brandon Allen has the inside track on the backup quarterback job. And then, you know, you've got, I I think I I would go Trent Taylor probably, but I like what I've seen from guys like Pryor and Lassiter as well. Um, And then you've got the left guard position. And this is an article on Cincy Jungle. There's a couple to this effect here. This is one that kind of speaks volumes because it's Zach Taylor speaking highly of Cordell Volson as the left guard spot. And it just seems to this point, again, we've said this before, but the lows just aren't as low on a snap to snap basis or on a success, not successful snap basis with Volson as opposed to, to Jackson Carmen. There's still a lot of things there and a guy I trust a lot with review, film study, et cetera. Joe Goodberry said he saw some positive things from Jackson Carmen. He still, and, and I, I've seen him too. I mean, there's the ability is there. It's just not there consistently. And I think if you were to say, you know, raw ability and everything, I think Jackson Carmen has more uh, ability and whatnot than Volson, but Volson has more of the consistency. And so when you, when you look at that, do you say, is that just how it's always going to be? Or is it because Volson is old as a rookie 24 Carmen's very young as a second year player 22. And that age gap is playing a big, a big role in this. Uh, You know, that's, that's kind of up for debate, but right now one would think that Cordell Volson is, is set to start at that left guard spot to begin the year. I don't know how much they're going to have or how how much they're thinking about a guy like Quentin Spain. If he's on the emergency line, if, if Volson doesn't work out and they're not confident in Carmen's development and everything. Um, I don't know, but here we go. I mean, 2021 second round pick Jackson Carmen was expected to be the starter, but after his struggles in week one of the preseason and rising stardom of Cordell Volson, things may be trending positively for the rookie. Um, you can see here. Um, here's Mike Petralia. I'll see if I can 
play this for you folks here and turn this up. Let me see if I can play this for you. He's hungry. He's always asking for meeting time, um, asking good questions to the vets. And so you can just tell when the guys, you got a great mentality like that. You know, he's a multi-talented national champion. Um, he comes from a winning culture, a winning program. And, and you can just tell he exudes that as you're around him. And, um, you know, just, just. So if you weren't able to hear that, essentially it's, it's Zach Taylor talking about Cordell Volson, his ability, but also his, his curiosity as a rookie and his wanting to continually improve himself. Um, so you, you see there and he's, he's been impressed with him. He's been impressed with him has Zach Taylor. So, you know, it, it it's, it's kind of speaking volumes here now you can say especially when you go to the second game of the preseason you can sit there and talk about the the pro football focus scores of volson in that game and they were not very impressive but um you know there are other things that uh, you know other elements and when you look at the kind of use the eye test in that game as opposed to the pff scores you're you come away a little bit more impressed and again even when he seems to be beat on certain plays, he's, he recovers pretty well. Uh, even if there are some issues that that's just not as his poor snaps are not as devastating to a, a play, a drive and whatnot, like we've seen it be with Jackson Carmen. So I, I, you know, I guess it's a little bit, do you choose the, the continued development of Jackson Carmen and hope that the, that all the other tools that you like and things that you see from, uh, you know, uh, on a here and there basis, uh, do you roll dice or go with someone maybe a little bit more consistent at this point in quarter bowls? And I'm tending to believe the Bengals will go with the ladder there at left guard. So, you know, again, for the few spots that are kind of up for grabs, I would say Volson right now is the inside track at starting left guard. You've got Brandon Allen inside track backup quarterback, with uh with Joe Burrow as the starter and then of course probably Trent Taylor hanging on to that last six spot in wide receiver so I mean those are some of the spots and then Drew Chrisman may be your punter going in here it's looking a little bit like that but uh, again it's about chemistry not only on the offensive line but in that special teams unit chemistry continuity trust in what each player is doing and trust in each other that they're going to be doing the right things so a lot of tough decisions for the coaches to be going through here. And uh, I do not, I do not envy them. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here are a couple other headlines, and then we'll get to the AFC North and hop on out of here for an abbreviated show here. Zach Carter impressing in the final preseason showing here. I mentioned this. He had a nice strip sack, if you missed that. Uh, Very nice play. Uh, It was a third down play, I believe, where he was kicked inside and came in and just made a nice swipe here. Uh, Here's – here's – We'll we'll mute that, but you can see here that's the that's the play here. Let's do it one more time. Makes a nice swim outside and then cuts it back inside to get to the quarterback strip sack right there. You like that, but nice nice play by him. And he's look. The Bengals are going to need inside pass rush help with the lack of Larry Ogun Joby on the roster. Uh, they're going to need to have someone that helps out helps out BJ Hill in that regard. They're going to need exterior edge rush help as well rotational help we talked about that with sam hubbard this last week as well he's impressed with a lot of different things and a lot of different players who have been showing some things including joseph osai including others that uh, have kind of stepped up cam sample quiet player that not a lot of people are talking about but could be in for a, a pretty nice season too if everything goes correctly he's flashing the preseason as well we heard Sam Hubbard talk about how he has worked out with Cam Sample this offseason and how that has hopefully paid some dividends. So they're going to need to kind of piece it together, and it's going to be a little bit by committee. But if you can get, you know, timely, timely big plays from this committee along the defensive line, that's going to go a long way. And or maybe someone just steps right on in and and starts making plays there. But uh, with Hubert now out of the mix because of his retirement, you've got guys like Sample, Osai, Khalid Kareem. You've got Carter in the mix now. I mean, a lot of these guys are going to need to do some things. And in the case of Carter and Kareem, they're going to have to show that versatility a little bit going inside and outside because they've done that in the past there. So uh, good to see. It, it was good to see. Carter have a nice night and a nice play uh, this weekend. All right, let's keep going here with just a few more. And this is a guy we have not seen much really in uh, games stuff, but Hayden Hurst keeps getting praise from this offense. And if you see here, um, you know, it's, it's, I think Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow both talking about him and they are talking to, Jeff Hobson on this quote, he's bringing more ball movement for the receiver running back and tight end. Now he's opened up more of the offense. And this is from Jamar chase, by the way, he made a one-handed catch today across the middle. Stuff like that is going to get the defense to notice him and take the coverages away from my side T side. They might roll to his side. Sometimes that will be a big help for this offense. And then Burrow said, quote, he can be big for us with the three guys we have on the outside teams are going to be obviously focused on them. And I think Hayden's going to have to step up and I think he really will. He's had a good camp. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. And that's what you ask of those guys. And of course, Hurst coming up, uh, coming in the fold with CG Ozama leaving to the jets. And so now you're seeing this 
acquisition, one of those great one-year rental deals, prove-it deals that the Bengals love to give out, and those have been paying dividends for them of late. So hopefully Hurst can step up and do what it looks like he, you know, he can do the in the regular season what it, what it sounds and looks like he has been doing all camp. Um, we have not seen it again in, in preseason games, but uh, again, and, he, and the other thing with that, again, I hate to keep harping on it, but a thin position group right now, Drew Sample nursing an injury and, you know, do you keep three and probably, you know, Wilcox has been hurt as well. He's more of the special teams guy. So Hurst is going to be an important part of this offense, but he's also very important to that position group. So he's going to need to stay healthy as well as also be productive. So um but it's good to good to hear that the stars on offense are given their seal of approval on Hurst and what he's going to bring to this year's offense. All right, we're going to get uh, start getting out of here in just a little bit. One, I'm not going to play all the video clips, but because you got to go click and you got to go give my man Matt Minnick the clicks here. But this is an article on Cincy Jungle and Hakeem Adeniji is impressing. Now, Hakeem Adeniji has had an up and down preseason to say say it kindly, um, but he is the swing tackle. He does have some experience at guard. And if you look here, Matt Minnick, and, and if you go follow Matt, Coach Minnick, he shows nice reps, um, you know, and he, he talks about what you're seeing on that here. Gains depth, keeping his eyes on the rusher prior to contact. He settles his hips preparing to anchor um and then so a lot of different videos here on identity so the Bengals are in need of some depth help on the offensive line identity did not have the greatest start to the preseason but had some nice reps in the finale there against the rams matt minnick proves it so go check that out link is in the live chats for the youtube and facebook viewers there go check out that link it is on cincyjungle.com and of course you can go follow him at coach minnick uh to get that those clips there okay let's transition to the afc north and let's transition to the team the Bengals are set to face week one here uh some it's been a weird preseason for the steelers they've flashed and shown big plays george pickens the rookie seems to have a you know a pretty good knack of transitioning from kind of star player in college to the NFL. But I mean, there, there are some concerns there, but uh, here's an article from uh, it's on Steelers.com after further review, big plays in the Steelers DNA. Um, So I will put this in the live chat for you to check out as well to give them credit and the clicks, but it's from Mike Pursuta and Mitch Trubisky says, quote, we're going to be aggressive. We like our playmakers inside and out. We get matched up one-on-ones. We like to take advantage of those. Um, and he had a 38-yard gain to Deontay Johnson in the um, in the the last finale there. But uh, Friar Muth also showing some some things. So uh, again, you just say Pat. He says Pat's a guy you trust me, Pat Friar Muth. When he's down there and you feel like it's a 50-50 ball, you know he's going to come down with it more times than not. So Trubisky feeling uh, feeling it, so to speak, in the finale, getting some work, making some plays. And, of course, the Steelers now seemingly settled in a lot of different spots. And uh, as they head to, the, head to Cincinnati for week one in just about, uh, gosh, just under two weeks now, right? Um, so let's keep it going here. And the Steelers have a little bit of 
injury issues. And this is where it gets a little wonky for them. You can see here, this is on behind the steel curtain, the SB Nation uh, Pittsburgh Steelers site. And you can see here, Steelers injury concerns vary after the preseason win over the Lions. You've got TJ Watt with a knee injury. I think that one occurred maybe at one of those Thad Moss type blocks that a lot of people were were up in arms about with Thad Moss. But uh, And then Deontay Johnson uh, also got uh, dinged up as well. But Coach Mike Tomlin, per Teresa Varley of Steelers.com, says the injuries to TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson aren't serious. As far as the injury to Demonte Kazee, it is more serious and his availability is questionable. And I think down here there was another tweet, uh, yeah, by by Jerry Dulac. Uh, Demonte Kazee needs surgery on the injured wrist slash arm and will go on IR. So I don't know if that's going to be IR return or IR for the whole year. But Kazee's a guy, you know, when he was with the Falcons, he's had some nice moments where he's been a little bit of a turnover machine and doing some things. He's had some injuries, which has been uh, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit disheartening there. But and unfortunately, that trend has continued. So their depth at defensive back is dropping a little bit. So that's concerning for them. And then, of course, you've got a weird situation with their starred, their star running back, Najee Harris. And you can see here the, the, the quote here or the article title here, uh, again, on Behind the Steel Curtain. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers find themselves in an awkward position with the knee injury. So, or foot injury rather. Uh, initially, Mike Tomlin and others early in camp said Harris had a Liz Frank injury. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he said his foot got stepped on. And so he was kind of in and out of practice, missed quite a bit of time. Well, as we see here in this article, and he played in the finale a little bit, four carries, 10 yards, three receptions for 11 yards. Said it was good to shake off the rust, but here we go right here. When asked about his performance versus the Lions, quote, kind of rusty a little bit, been down for about four weeks just to give everybody an update. I never did get my foot stepped on. I had a sprained Liz Frank. And those are not fun injuries, for, especially for running backs. That's why I was out for the majority of camp. So to get back in there and go through the motions and stuff like that, it felt really, I felt really rusty. So it's actually a sprainless Frank injury, not a getting the foot stepped on type of situation with Najee Harris. So that is something that he will need to rest and they will be monitoring that before he goes into the game with the Bengals coming up here. So uh, interesting kind of development or <laughs> mixed messages with Najee Harris and his, and his injury there. Let's go to the Browns and then we'll get to the Ravens and get on out of here there were a couple of other uh injury things or, or injury situations with the browns as they were suited up for the bears for the finale there linebacker chris odom suffered a season-ending acl injury uh aj green the other aj green cornerback um and ronnie harrison the safety are expected to be ready for week one but wyatt teller and grant Delpit were held out for precautionary reasons as well. Um, Kevin Stefanski said in a normal game, they would have gone back in. They exited the game early due to injuries, but uh, they just said, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to make sure everything's okay. There Grant Delpit um, had a hip injury and uh, Wyatt Teller had a knee injury there. So, but bad news again for Chris Odom 
Brown signed in training camp, uh, who was the USFL Defensive Player of the Year, suffered a torn ACL and will be out for the season, carted off in the fourth quarter. Bummer for them. So uh, I don't know if I put this in here. I will double check. But again, clevelandbrowns.com for folks to check out there. A little bit of news and notes, injury stuff going forward. Here is something that, eh, boy, Joel Batonio, good offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns. And this is on Dogs by Nature, the Cleveland Browns SB Nation site here. I will pin that in the live chats. He says, quote, every stadium we go will be booed and undoubtedly talking about who their quarterback is and all kinds of different situations. But Joel Batonio knows that he and his team are not in the good graces of a lot of different fans and fan bases across the league here. Uh, Let's see if we've got the full quote. Um, Cleveland against the world is the quote, but uh, let's see if we've got the actual quote here. I think it's in the press conference. Here we go. Um, I'm sure every stadium we go will get booed. I don't know if it'll get worse. I think people get tired of booing, you know, but I'm sure every time Deshaun Watson goes out there, there'll be some sort of boo to start the game and we'll kind of go from there. Um, And then he's got, you know, he's got another longer quote about that, but uh, he's kind of resigned to the fact that that's going to be every, every road game that that's going to be part of what, what happens there. So uh, I, it comes with everything that uh, goes with the decision that they decisions they have made as a franchise. And that's what we'll say about that. Let's close up with the Baltimore Ravens. They have had some injury and, or uh, just issues on the offensive line. Ronnie Stanley star tackle, not participating after pup activation on Friday. This was as of this afternoon. So Ronnie Stanley here, um, he was removed from the pup list after a season ending injury last year, but he, according to Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, he didn't come out today. We'll be looking for maybe tomorrow. It's just, they have a plan in there and they're working him back in. So when he's out there, an individual will start coaching him. Uh, 13 other players were absent for Monday's practice for the Baltimore Ravens. So Ronnie Stanley still not full go and, or, uh, practicing yet. I assume that it's going to be a simultaneously slow, but also kind of has to be kind of a quick ramp up also to get ready for week one as well. And then of course, first round pick and the crush of many Bengals fans, Tyler Linderbaum uh, quote, quote, I'll be hundred percent for week one. He has a foot injury that he had early in training camp, missed two weeks. And then it's, um, been kind of bugging him here and there, but otherwise I wouldn't have been out here playing, talking about if he's feeling okay enough to play. Obviously it's frustrating, but that's part of football. Injuries are going to happen. Uh, he did play three series against the commanders. Um, he did have a holding penalty, but it was declined in that. But uh, at any rate, Linderbaum appears to be set to go for week one. As of now, we'll see if he sticks to that. We'll see if Ronnie Stanley is also available for week one as well. Um, But regardless, two big names on that offensive line for Baltimore that uh, are nursing injuries or coming back from injuries. And they've got, they've got to hope that guys heal up fast. Definitely. If you are the Ravens. So at any rate, 
That is going to do it for an abbreviated version, somewhat abbreviated version of the happening headlines, as well as a little bit of a look back at the Bengals win over the Rams, some storylines that have evolved from that game. And we've got a lot more for you, not only on this show, but on Cincy Jungle. We're going to have all the stuff coming with cuts, roster moves, etc. We're going to have our show coming up Wednesday night and other episodes from this show coming at you both on our YouTube channel on CincyJungle.com and the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. We've got Bengal Jim talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. He has uh, locked on Bengals and all Bengals head man, James Rapine coming on their show as well as former Bengals punter, Pat McNally, really cool show coming up there. We're going to have our usual great stuff from Matt Minnick. So we've got a lot of stuff as we start gearing up for the regular season here on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel and on the Orange and Black Insider. So keep it to our show. Keep it to CincyJungle.com for all your opinions and analysis. We thank you for tuning in live. We thank you for listening after the fact. Appreciate the support. And we will talk to you later this week. Take care. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today